0: Hi there, and welcome to another Forever podcast. I'm Mike Butterworth.
1: And I'm Amanda Egan.
0: Forever's focus this month is on fitness. we will be keen to look after our fitness the year round, but I think more people are particularly keen at the moment to take better care of their health during lockdown. We're here today to give you some fitness tips, specifically with regard to those who are new to running. Lots of people feeling kind of sluggish, unable to get to the gym are digging out their old trainers.
1: Definitely. We're really keen to help people to get into their running shoes and to start to get fit and healthy. But there's lots of things to consider before you get started so that you don't injure yourself and possibly give up before you've got anywhere. But before we get into all of that, Mike, maybe you could share with us a little bit about your Forever Fitness journey and when you got started.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Not particularly sporty at school, Amanda. Did a bit of weight training. Uh, Actually started running when I began studying as a physiotherapist in 1988. I kept my running going. Did my first marathon in 1998. Uh, And then totally lost my fitness in my mid-40s. Usual story, I was busy with kids and work. Um, And then it was uh, Forever Fit Program to the rescue. It was launched, I think, around 2014, and I did really well on it. And I was asked by uh, head office if it would become one of their global fit ambassadors. Um, Then my path crossed with a chap called Matt Turnbull. I supported him with uh, what he named a 7 and 7 challenge back in 2017. He actually did um, seven iron distance triathlons in seven days, which is an incredible feat. Uh, And I guess back then a seed was planted uh, and I actually committed to do an Ironman myself the following year. Uh, I had one year to train for that Ironman um, and during that year I had to not only get my fitness up to speed but I, I also had to learn to swim during that time as well. So I completed my first full distance triathlon in 2018 and have kept my training going. I did have big plans for this year. I was looking to qualify as a GB over 50 triathlete, but unfortunately all the races are canceled, as you know, um, until further notice. So everything's a little bit up in the air. Uh, What about you, Amanda? Where did your forever story and your fitness journey begin?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit similar to yours at the start in that I didn't do any fitness at school whatsoever. I don't come from a family that do any sport, even to this date. Um, but when I left school, I kind of fell into amateur dancing, which kind of got me into aerobics and then weight training. Yeah. And then in my sort of mid to late 30s, gone into cycling. Um, <clears throat> but I six years ago, I met my now husband, Mike, and uh, he mentioned early on that he was a marathon runner and he'd run several marathons. So, he suggested uh, on our second date that we should go for a run which with dread <laughs> um, but at the end of what felt like very four, four very long miles um, he said I had a really good level of fitness and that he was going to be running the Milton Keynes marathon which was in nine weeks time and I didn't know any different um, but he asked me if I wanted to run it with him and so I was I guess I was trying to impress him and I said, yes. (laughs) Um, But as you know, Mike, it it takes uh, on average 24 weeks for anyone to realistically. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But, you know, Mike wrote me a training plan the next day and and I stuck to it. Um, It was incredibly tough. I was running double figures within seven days. But I just kept following the plan um, and my fitness increased. Along the same time, I increased the you know the quantity and the range of products that I was using with forever and that supported my growth. Um, I read lots of books on marathon running and nutrition, and I think you could probably say I became a real student of what was becoming a real passion for me so the, the day came of my first marathon and um it was horrendous <laughs> um it was the toughest four hours 15 minutes of my life but as soon as I finished that cro- and crossed the line I I got hooked on marathon running I got the I got the point of it all so I contacted the charity that Mike had been running for for years actually for children to see if they'd let me run the London Marathon for them that year the coming year which was 2016 and they said yes and Mike can I run that for them in a nice four hours 30 um and we've gone on to run another three marathons london marathons for them and a few others as well um as a couple it's always been our thing that we do together in in the madness of life anyway we running is a thing that we've always done together and it's been great but right now we're, we're running again and it's not only key for our physical health this lockdown but we've massively noticed how much it benefits our mental health so you know I'm really really passionate about marathon running all round.
0: Fantastic, well done you. Um, (laughs) I guess we should say up front that we're not recommending anyone trains to do a marathon in in nine weeks. No. Um, (laughs) Our focus today is about running uh, but a lot of the information we're going to share is going to be equally important to people who are doing any form of activity. To help, what we've done is put together um, a 10 top tips um, document, which you can download through the Forever Social Media channels. um, And that will kind of supplement what we're gonna share uh, during the next sort of 20, 30 minutes. So Amanda, I know you've done some research and how people's eating habits have changed since lockdown. Can you just tell us a bit more about what, what you've actually found?
1: Yeah, you know, I know we've all kind of changed the way that we're doing things at the moment we have to. But I was, I did some research and really surprised to learn that in March 2020, the UK spent £1.9 billion more on food than they did in February. And alongside that, alcohol sales in supermarkets and corner shops increased by 22%. Um, making a total of £1.1 billion in four week- weeks, leading up to the 22nd of March. So I guess you can say um, the amount of food that people are carrying at home has, has grown so much.
0: I mean, that's, that's insane, isn't it? I mean, a lot of it was panic buying. But do we know if they're eating and drinking more?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. So sort of keeping a close eye on the, on the reports as well. Um, it's been reported that the coronavirus pandemic will make people fatter because we're obviously stuck indoors a lot of the time. People are seeking comfort and from the stress that they're feeling and stockpiled, like you say, excessively. But experts have warned that the reduction in physical activity that most people are experiencing means that the average adult is likely to burn off 400 less calories a day right now than they were when they were living life fairly normally.
0: Good grief. I mean, if, if they're burning 400 calories less and eating more, that to me sounds like a potential weight gain nightmare for, for a lot of people. Um, we know obesity is already a problem in the UK, um, but what does being obese actually mean? How, how, how do you define it?
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, it's a, it's a word that's used very, Frequently, but what it actually means is it's a person that's carrying too much body fat But even before the coronavirus pandemic, it was a common problem in the UK in a westernized society And it's estimated that around one in four adults and one in five children are obese already before the coronavirus outbreak
0: Okay, there's lots of different ways to measure and kind of um, Pigeon people with, with different sort of weight levels and body types and what have you is there a simple guide that people can use?
1: Yes, you know, to start with, it's a simple measure that you can take. Um, and in women, it's a waist size of, of 30 inches or more. And a man, a waist size of 37 inches or more would be people that then would look to, to, to find out if they are over, overweight and what they need to do to change
0: that. Okay. And it's, it's not we're not talking about you know, how people look here. It's really about the the health side of things. Um, there are kind of some problems associated with uh, increased weight. Can you just give people a, a quick overview of those?
1: Yeah, you know, above and beyond how people look and how they feel in clothes, and we're all very physically conscious of, our, of the way that we look, there's so many health challenges that are directly result resulting in the fact that you're overweight, over obese, and there are things like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, osteoarthritis, sleep apnea, and some forms of cancer as well. But on from that is our, is our mental health because it, there is a direct link between being obese and suffering with things like depression and low self-esteem.
0: Okay. Um, there's lots of information out there, obviously. We like to keep things simple. How do we guide people um, and let them know how much food they should be eating?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're all about keeping things simple and information to minimal. We don't need the information overload. Yeah. But when, you, when you're embarking on a healthy eating and fitness journey, the most important thing is to know where you're starting from. And the best way that you can do this, because everyone is different, is to work out what your BMR and your AMR are now your BMR is your basal metabolic rate. So that's how much energy use up you use up just by functioning in a 24 hour period. And your AMR is your active metabolic rate. So that depends upon how much physical activity you do on a daily basis. But as I said, everybody's different. Um, and there is a simple website that you can go to that will add on to your top 10 tips, if that's okay, um, with Forever, that you can work out what your BMR and your AMR are.
0: Excellent. Um, I know I, I just I, I exercise every day, but I know my general level of activity has dropped and I feel more sedentary. So that kind of hour of exercise a day has become you know, even more important to me. Um, over the last sort of five or six weeks
1: become quite precious hasn 't it
0: yeah definitely, um, and on the the mental side as well, just a change of scene it 's really, really important just to get out and get some fresh air and hopefully a bit of green if you 're lucky enough to be able to access that
1: yeah definitely,
0: definitely. supplement wise I know you keep to a, a, a good diet and you imply you, you kind of food first approach to your health, but what, what do you supplement your diet with to, to um, support your healthy lifestyle? Yeah,
1: as a core, you know, a core n- nutritional intake. I follow the principles of forever's FIT program uh, okay. which is the follow on program, as you know, from the C9 and nine day cleansing program. Um, so I drink the aloe vera every day. Uh, I, take, I use a vanilla ultralight protein shake and I also take the Garcinia Firm and the Fibre Supplement. I really, I really trust wholeheartedly in the products that I take. So I've done lots of research and obviously been building a business with Forever as you have for many years. But I firmly believe it's why I'm able to run marathons at the age of 47 is because of all of the nutritional supplements that I take on top of a good diet as well. Um, But I know Mike, you've put together a list of top 10 tips for people that are keen to take up running, so maybe we should go through that in a bit more detail.
0: Yeah, shall I um, kick off with the first five? We might pluck out a couple and delve into them in a bit more detail. Um, Number one, it feels like we should have the uh, top 40 countdown music. (laughs) Uh, Number one, uh, make sure your running shoes are up to the job. Uh, Not all trainers are designed for running. So that's really, really important. I guess that's why I put it number one. Uh, Number two, uh, remember to limber up and to cool down. Uh, Your body will punish you if you don't do these two routines. Uh, Number three, your exercise program should be progressive. Uh, No more than a 10% increase in your work load week on week uh number four your first mile should be your slowest mile and then at number five relax most of your running should be at a comfortable pace so those are my top five
1: yeah they are really useful tips and i i was a victim of not investing in fantastic trainers at the beginning of my marathon training so maybe you could just go into a bit more detail as to why wearing the right right trainers and the warming up and cooling down afterwards is so key. Uh,
0: Most people are making about 1.5 to 2,000 impacts per mile. So getting the right shoe is really, really important. Uh, Make sure your trainers are actually a running shoe uh, because not all trainers are designed designed for running in. Uh, Normally I'd say go to a specialist shop, something like up and running, Uh, but obviously people currently can't actually get to a a shop like that and they're they're buying online. So as a very kind of rough guide, if you consider yourself to have normal feet with a a normal arch um, or if you've got wacky feet and you've been um, given orthotics, both of those groups of people should be um, looking for a neutral running shoe. Uh, If you think you've got flat feet uh, and that you over pronate, so the the forefoot twists over and you you lose all of that arch on the inner side of your foot, Um, if you don't have an orthotic for that, look for an anti-pronation running shoe. So that would be my, my first tip. Uh, Brand wise -wise and style wise uh, you've got at one end of the spectrum you've got the mega cushioning of brands like Hoka um, all the way through to at the other end of the spectrum uh, things like Zero Drop and Five Finger Barefoot Vibrams Um, if you're new to running I'd stick to a traditional running shoe, something by Asics, Rebot, Brooks, Saucony, the main running shoe brands. And all of those will have a running specific uh, group of trainers in their range. Um, When you started running, Amanda, you said your your shoes were probably a bit whacked out. Um, Do you know how long a pair of running shoes should last?
1: Yeah. I was really surprised about this. Um, so I just put on a pair of trainers that I'd had drove yeah. for about 10 years that still looks in quite good condition. Yeah. Um, and actually my feet were hurting at the end of four miles. And so I didn't realize how long you, you can only use trainers for, even if they still look okay.
0: Yeah. Um, it's about 500, maybe 550 miles. So it's it's good for uh, for people to keep a rough log of how much they're running, and then they can actually uh, gauge when their shoes um, uh, need renewing. If you do a twenty mile week, you're looking at about twenty five weeks. You you should be swapping your shoes over.
1: Yeah, that sounds um, amazing, right. I think I go through one and a half pairs per marathon
0: that I run. <laughs> okay. Um, you'll pardon the pun as a footnote, um, save your running shoes for running because they're quite expensive. Um, try not to wear your running shoes day to day, just save your running shoes for running and then you'll get more out of them. So That's those are my kind of it. key tips around shoes. Um, warming up and cooling down uh, both really, really important. Um, Sometimes people don't bother with one or or both of them. Uh, Sometimes it's laziness, sometimes it's, um, you know, lack of time, Um, but it is really important to do that. Partly to wake up the heart and lungs, uh, get the blood flowing and also to loosen the joints off. And there's there's two approaches to it really. Um, The first is just to start running. Uh, Start really slow and then just gradually build up the tempo of your run over the first five to ten minutes. The second way of doing it is actually just to do some um, large active movements. Not not static stretching, but actual large movements like squats, lunges, calf raises, leg swings. Uh, This will have a similar effect you actually Running slowly, and it will just get the heart, lungs, and and muscles moving before you set off. Regarding the cool down, um, the best way to do this is just to ease off in the last sort of five minutes of your run, rather than sort of building to a crescendo, um, actually just back off in the last five minutes. It'll keep the circulation flowing, but what that will do is it will flush out things like lactic acid from your muscles. Um, that you might have developed when you've been pushing harder or going up a steep hill. And if you flush out the lactic acid, you're less likely to have all the aches and pains the following day. Um, And lastly, I'd suggest if you can to spend maybe five, ten minutes just doing some stretching for all the major muscle groups when you've finished your run. Uh, It's good practice and in the long run it will hopefully save you from developing Stiff hamstrings and calves and a tight lower back, which are, are very, very common in runners. So, well said,
1: for that. yeah. I was going to say, I've been victim of not doing those two key things and you will pay for it massively. So um, they may sound like really simple steps warming up and cooling down after us, but they are so key in running. So thank you. That's
0: OK. <laughs>
1: um, maybe we could go through the six to ten steps as well that you've, you've pointed out.
0: Yeah, um, number 6 overstriding. This is a bit technical, but taking biggest strides in an attempt to go faster can actually slow you down. So I've given a bit of information about that on the handout. Uh, number seven, mix it up. Try and do different routes on different, uh, different terrains uh, to keep you running, interesting. Uh, number eight, I would suggest planning and recording. You're running. Uh, it'll make you accountable, um, and is really the key to success. Uh, number nine: keep hydrated. It'll help you your performance and your recovery. And number ten: consider maybe doing a few running drills, uh, uh, which are basically running-specific exercises, which will help with your running form and your running efficiency. So those are my last five.
1: Again, really, really all very simple, but such important and effective steps to help people to feel, I guess, confident enough to get their trainers on and start running. Um, But just tell me, Mike, how important do you think it is to stay really hydrated and to have a proper plan in place when you're embarking on a new sport like running?
0: Uh, You've heard it before and forever, I'm sure. But uh, if we fail to plan, we're planning to fail. Uh, Running is no different. So I'd really suggest picking your days, um, diarising them, um, working out if you're a morning person or an evening person, actually diarising when you're going to run. I know I'm best just getting out of bed and doing my exercise first thing. If I leave it through the day, I can let it slip down the list of priorities and I'm less likely to do it. So I'd, I always do my exercise first thing in the morning. Um, in terms of an actual uh, program, um, you or I are not, not qualified to guide people on, on programs, but there's loads of free stuff out there. If you literally haven't run before, I'd suggest either getting in touch with an online running coach or following a program like Couch to 5K, which is designed to guide people from um, you know, base camp all the way through. Um, So yeah, planning and recording really important and the good thing about recording your running is that you will see uh, massive improvements in the early days and that can be really motivating. If you haven't run before and if you haven't done anything since you left school, um, in running terms you've got bags of potential and when you start exercising you see big gains really, really quickly. Um, and when you write them down and you can see how you're progressing uh, that will really keep you on track um, and you know keep you moving forwards, which is brilliant. Strava is a great way to do it Um, it's a free app most people have heard of it you can get it on your phone that will track record measure and log uh, all your sporting activities Um, so that probably be a good place to start from the the tracking and recording side of things. Um, In terms of hydration, um, now beginner runners, it's unlikely they're going to be uh, running for any longer than 60 minutes uh, for quite some time. So there's no real need for people to take fluid with them if they're running less than an hour. That is assuming that they're well hydrated before they set off. So the key thing is, is to know how much um, fluid you should be taking on a normal day, um, and that's easily calculated. It should be one milliliter of fluid for every calorie consumed. So you went through the active metabolic rate earlier, Amanda. So say somebody did their calculation that it came out at two and a half thousand calories. They should be drinking. Two and a half thousand milliliters or two and a half liters of fluid in the day um, that might go up as they increase their exercise and as a, a general rule of thumb if you 're doing extended exercise you're usually take on anywhere between five hundred milliliters and a, uh, a thousand uh, for every hour that you exercise so for me um, That um, fluid intake, the first fluid I take in in the morning is obviously my aloe vera drinking gel. I take the Freedom Formula because it's got the extra glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSM. They're the supplements which help support healthy joints. So that's my first drink of the day. If I am taking fluid with me on a longer run or a longer cycle ride or something, um, I actually make up my own... Uh, isotonic drink you can do that really easily. a third fruit juice, uh, two thirds water, and then a pinch of rock salt um, and that will make up an isotonic formula. but before I actually leave the uh, the front door i 'll always take my rg plus probably about twenty minutes uh, before I set off, so I know that i'm i 'm good to go. Um, And then as soon as you get back, it's really important to replace lost fluid from sweating. My first drink I have is always an ultralight shake, um, initially for fluid replacement, but also to replace some of the lost carbohydrates. When you're exercising, you burn glycogen and you need to replace those glycogen stores. And the ultralight's got a perfect balance of carbohydrates and protein for you to take as soon as you get home. The protein's really important uh, for uh, to, to assist with muscle repair. Um, and I also pop in there a sachet of super greens because the magnesium content in there is really helpful in reducing tiredness and fatigue. So that's my kind of... Routine for hydration. Keep hydrated the whole time, and then add in probably about uh, a liter per hour if I'm if I'm exercising at a fairly high uh, intensity. And make sure you get your protein shake in your your ultralight shake within twenty minutes of getting home.
1: Wow! Thanks so much, Michael. So much fantastic information. And- I know when it comes to hydration, I've been uh, a victim of not hydrating enough out in the long run or where it's been a, a particularly warm day and I've not taken that into consideration and I've paid the price for it. And, you know, yeah. no one's an expert at anything when they first start. So it's all about keeping safe and uh, taking on knowledge and learning all the time. So I'm sure people can take so much from what you've said today. So thank you, you know, very much. Um, and on from that, a huge thank you for everyone that's listened into to today's podcast. I hope that you've found the tips and information really helpful, I know I have, um, and that we can all get more active throughout this month.
0: Yeah, um, just a reminder to everyone um, to download the 10 Top Tips for Beginner Runners. Uh, that will be available as a document on the Forever Social Media channels.
1: Yes, and also remember that uh, Forever's theme for May is all about fitness and weight management nutritional products, which can really help you to reach your health and fitness goals. And a key product focus for this month is a program that you and I both started with, which is the C9 program, which of course is our nine-day weight management program, really designed to help you to kickstart your habits And there's plenty of activity happening around that on Forever's channels, including nine competitions to get involved with. So please visit www.flpuk.info forward slash mayfocus and may needs to be a capital M and F needs to be a capital F, where you can find out more information about what's going on.
0: Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Stay safe and stay healthy.